0: You are now listening to Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankee podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Welcome back to another episode of Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankees podcast on the Gotham Sports Network. It is the worst episode of the season because the Yankees have been eliminated. Steve and Sam here to run down the ass-kicking that the New York Yankees received from the Houston Astros for the 30th time out of 35 times. It seems like the Yankees are eliminated again by Houston. 24 hours after the loss We're going to go over some of the things that went terrible, which was everything, and look ahead a little bit to 2023. Usually I like talking to you, Sam, but this this episode I I wish never happens, but it's happened every time we've done the podcast.
1: And it has happened in absolutely humiliating fashion. The Yankees were humiliated. It's tough for me right now to come up with how I feel, but I got a text from a good friend of mine today, and I'm going to read it out loud. I get it. I quit. Mercy. I tap out. Houston is and always will be my daddy. I give up. I've accepted will always be little brother. I didn't learn the first, second, or third time. I'm accepting it now on the fourth time. The Houston Astros will always be my daddy. That's kind of how I feel as well. Because he included the wild card game in 2015. I'm not even going to look at that. I was there for that one. I was there as well. From 2017 to now... It feels like the Yankees are further away than the Astros. And the Astros have lost Carlos Correa, George Springer, Zach Granke's no longer with the team. And they just reload and do everything better than the Yankees. It is infuriating. I don't know what needs to be done to close this gap, but something needs to be done.
0: It, it, it sucks all around. You're right. You know the the this is this one feels way different than the other ones. The, the wild card game is, is a one off. We got you know couldn't hit the ball there, so I kind of felt like that team
1: sucked too. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, Team sucked. Agreed. I wasn't um, even
0: pissed off. 2017, we weren't supposed to be there. Got to a game seven. You know you could you know hold your head up high in that series, even though you know you you wanted to win that. 2019, uh, some close games and obviously the walk off to to end it hurt. But you felt like we were there, and a couple breaks the other way, and maybe you know we're in a game seven, and anything can happen in a game seven. This one wasn't close. This one was a beat down. Getting getting one hit in game three with your ace on the mound. Everything you talk about every single game, mental mistakes uh, left and right. You know the from management to upper upper management to the locker room to you know, the ball boys. the the yankees got beat down by by the astros and uh that's the only way to look at it uh it's tough to to build on that like the other ones just said you you know there's opportunities to build on that leading into the offseason of like all right we do a couple things here and there maybe you know we'll get back to this spot and and those 50 50 plays go the other way not not the case here you 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 can't go around with that with that mentality here it's been the the same you know same old yankees uh, essentially for a, a decade now it starts at the top uh, I, I, think that if we want to start here, but no, we'll save that for the end, actually save that, that, that for the end. Um, let's just, let's talk about some of the good things that that wouldn't happen in this postseason before we get through everything that was terrible number one good thing i want to talk about is harrison bader somehow the yankees not winning a single alcs game still produced that the bader for montgomery trade was a huge win for the yankees this guy the bronxville bomber the the bronxville boomer can play baseball and and he really is kind of that guy that the yankees were missing for a little bit here really came through Uh, he was our power hitter he was our offense he had you know a misplay in the defense there but overall all great defensively locked in you know the one thing we can confidently say is that Harrison Bader's locked in at center field for the New York Yankees uh and that there should be excitement about a full season of him in pinstripes I'm excited about that when we're looking at the
1: positives he was crushing everything in the middle of the plate and some of these home runs were long long fly balls I didn't know he had that kind of power I did not either, and the miscue on Saturday really hurt, but I'm looking uh, forward and, to seeing him. And, and m- judging and tr- mix that's it's, on him. It's looking at the positives. This is obviously the first one, and he only played 14 regular season
0: games for the Yankees, and he came out guns blazing in, in the playoffs. So, Sam, nine uh, playoff games, five home runs, six RBIs, six walks, 330 batting average, 429 um, base percentage, and a 1.2 sip. 6 OPS. Those are the numbers you expect to see from Aaron Judge. And we got to see it from our light hitting defensive center fielder that's awesome
1: he, he, in both he, series overall the only two players I felt confident with at the plate were
0: Anthony rizzo and the yeah. Iris Vader huge huge yeah I think if you could want to jump into to Rizzo a little bit there too you know he's getting up there a little bit in age but it, you know stability at first base is key he has an opt-out he makes you know he could stay in and make 16 million with the Yankees I think he wants to be a Yankee and I think he obviously knows that he's gonna could earn 16 million million more elsewhere, so I expect an op-out I expect him to talk to the Yankees but it's going to be an interesting conversation with Rizzo um, you know tied his career in, in home runs I think he lost a little range at first base but still has you know the great glove there which is which is needed around the infield especially if it's going to be a young infield uh, and a lefty bat which is perfect for Yankee Stadium so him and the Yankees are a perfect match but I am a little worried of a team like the Padres or even the Red Sox to give him a, a much bigger deal than the Yankees are willing to go both in terms of dollars and, and length because you know there, there's no sh- Shocked this guy he could he could get 20 million he might be able to get 20 million in the open market i would love to see a year by year here i like to see him opt out and you know, <clears throat> yankees give a qualifying offer to him and have him take it i think that's the best case scenario here but in the end you know he's probably looking for a three-year deal somewhere
1: i think the three-year deal is likely somewhere and he had some back issues this summer yep. which getting the the mid-30s is definitely something to take note of this was someone who came to the yankees in a shocking trade in july 2021 I mean, this move came out of nowhere, and he has been one of the best Yankees hitters since arriving from the Chicago Cubs. I want him back. Uh, Maybe another deal... To, to sweeten the pot a little bit, maybe two years, $44 million with a player option next year. So he has an opportunity to make a little bit more money and opt-in if he maybe is not as good. We'll see where things go. But all the attention is surrounding Aaron Judge's free agency, and rightfully so. But Anthony Rizzo was one of the best three hitters on this team all season long. And he was one of two hitters to consistently show up in the playoffs. He went 8 for 29, hit 276, OPS close to 1,000 at 984. He is one of the important position players on this team. I'm going to go out and make a bold prediction and say the Yankees are going to get something with Rizzo done first before Aaron Judge. Nice. Uh,
0: Gut reaction said that, you know, right after the game... Yesterday that that he was gone, but it is it's getting tougher and tougher to see a scenario where the Yankees don't want to bring him back to, to create some of that stability. Um, given where we, we could see, one thing uh, the I rest don't
1: see. sorry Steve, one thing I don't want to see is another
0: Lemayhew contract where they add two years. Yeah, and I don't think you will. You know, I I, I don't think that's good the route to go. He's he's getting up there in age, and I I, I would be shocked. I, 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 a similar deal to what he just got. It, it makes sense. Two years with an opt-out. Increase that up there if you want to give him two. Like you said, two years, forty-four mil, and, and it's a mutual option. I think that would be great. Even if you want to give a player option, you know that that would would be it. You know, I think in the end he wants to to beat what he was that offer he turned down from the Cubs a couple of years ago. And I'm trying to look up the exact contract of it all. He turned down five years, seventy million dollars, which he rejected. So in the he, in the end, he wants to make sure he, through his career that he that he tops that number um you got 16 this year so that it needs you know another 54 million three years 54 million would would, would could that be possible now get into that 70 million dollar deal um you know or you do a two years 40 mil and then he can maybe get another contract after that so i hope that's what he goes about but I, in my mind i think he's always going to stick to he wants to he turned down a five-year 70 million dollar deal so he's going to want to make sure he gets to that number so maybe do some silly math to get to it but after initially saying that rizzo might be going elsewhere Uh, i tend to agree with you that this should be an easy one for the yankees just to make sure they get it done and get some stability of that left-hander in the lineup with defense because he was he was good he was situationally hitting he was great in the playoffs you know the yankees need a single he plops singles left and right he hits some home runs uh as well keep him healthy the yankees that's gonna be a big big issue for the yankees to keep players healthy kind of to tie into that I initially said that he would be gone because maybe the Yankees turned DJ LeMayo into a a full-time first baseman to try and keep him healthy. Huge, huge, huge part of the Yankees' postseason failures was due to the injury to DJ LeMayu. Uh, That gives them so many other options around the infield and with the lineup, even if he had to DH uh, certain games. When healthy, DJ is a legit force for the Yankees and has been. Problem is, since signing that big contract, he hasn't played a single playoff game yet. What, what, are, you, what are you thinking about DJ's future? He has a limited no-trade clause. I don't think the Yankees will move him at, at $15 million a year. But I, I kind of I like him. The Yankees want him for that utility role. But I kind of want to give him a permanent position and stop moving him around and maybe see if that helps limit his, uh, his injury bug.
1: He's 34 years old. He's going to be 35 next July. Four years left on the contract. They added those two years to stand under the luxury tax. Those two years could look like a fucking albatross right now if these injuries don't get intact. So, really good defense at second base. Plates him third, plates played him first. I agree with you about maybe that's the team's mindset for him to get him in one position and manage his load there. But, my goodness, I hope he can come back strong because he's owed $15 million each of the next four seasons. Been a really good utility guy. Uh, this year, maybe was not viewed as someone who would play every day, but Aaron Boone always did a good job of sticking him in there earlier in the year. So it's going to be interesting to see what his role is. Glaber Torres' future, I saw your skeptical love with the Yankees. That I love, and I love Glaber. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm a
1: big fan of Glaber as well. But in terms of Lemayhew's future, I do not see, in terms of Donaldson, Lemayhew, and Torres. You can't have all three of them back. One has
0: to go between them. And I think it ties back into Rizzo. Like, look, if we can get convinced Rizzo to somehow take a two-year deal, that means DJ gets two years at either second base or third base. And the final two years of that deal... He'll be in his, you know, late 30s here. Then he becomes maybe your first baseman DH guy. You know, obviously, hopefully, guys maybe like, you know, Austin Wells can can be, you know, a factor for the Yankees two to three years from now. But but for now, if you get DJ at second or third and get his defense and get him healthy, then maybe you could push off that permanent move to first base, which I think is kind of what the Yankees were thinking when they gave him that six-year deal additionally too. But yeah, I can say that. Perfectly great segue into it. Torres, Donaldson, and LeMahieu, can one of them ha- has to minimum one of them minimum has to be off the roster this year. We all obviously want it to be Josh Donaldson and it would fit in nicely that's that DJ can slide into third base there if needed. Um, but it, it seems like the likely scenario would be Gabriel Torres. He'll be heading into his 26th year 26 season. He's got two years, He's probably make $9 million uh, in his second to last arbitration. Um, had a good bounce back year after struggling at, at shortstop. Uh, I'm a big labor fan. He, he take away that horrible month of August. The guy, guy was a legit, legit player for the Yankees. Got his, got his power back. So is this a scenario where the Yankees think that maybe they can sell high a little bit and convince a team that, hey, moving him back to second base created th- this great player who still only happens to be 26, and you get him for two years, then the Yankees can flip him and get either one. He was in talks for Pablo Lopez and the Marlins. They wanted him and Peraza, so uh, that you could revisit talks there and see what happens. Two, do you even just get him off your your team and replenish some of the pitching prospects that you got rid of at the deadline this year? I think those are going to be huge considerations especially because I don't think either one of us think that you're going to be able to move Donaldson right now.
1: It's a tough situation when you're talking about Torres. Uh, do I see the Yankees making a trade for, for prospects? That is a bit tough to see. But when you're talking about Pablo Lopez, a guy who's got an electric arm for the Miami Marlins, that could be something, especially since frontline starter could be a need. Yep. Jameson Tyone's a free agent. Uh, Garrett Cole and Nestor Cortez and Luis Severino are
0: back, but it wouldn't just be Glaber. You got to be Glaber and prospects for a guy like Lopez. Yeah, so do, do you want do you want to steal away more from that already pot of gold at the end, you know of prospects and Glaber? because ideally, you're getting rid of Glaber to open up room for prospects, right? So you don't want to you know get rid of both of those ideas. So I'll be very Glaber's gonna be have one of the weirder off seasons of any Yankee. Because I think if you go look through it, look, we know the Yankees don't want Donaldson. Hopefully, they don't want Donaldson. And they don't want Aaron Hicks. Uh, they, they might be looking to move IKF. So those are three guys that have to know kind of their future and pinstrips is limited. Glaber's been a decent Yankee. Glaber had some really high, uh, really highs and you know struggled at the, that move to shortstop. So it'll be really, really interesting for him. He's, I think he's a good dude. Still still young at 26, but his long-term future doesn't make sense. So if you could bank on having him having a decent season... Like he did in 2022, and convince some team to give up some capital. I, I think that's a move that the Yankees make. It's definitely a
1: possibility, and then they could flip those prospects for someone else. Maybe that all remains to be seen. They have some chips uh, on the table, and Torres is undoubtedly the biggest trade chip in. Our eyes, I think. But looking at everything else, Josh Donaldson has one year and $25 remaining on his contract in terms of Isaiah Kiner, Falefa.
0: I think there is value in IKF at the trade market. Guy that can play all around the field. Obviously, the Yankees did the magnificent job of, once again, playing a guy out of position at shortstop and having to bite them in the ass. He, he is a soft contact hitter. Maybe some small market teams will like that. He, he'll, he'll be decently cheap and they can move him all around. But as a guy, if, if the Yankees, look, most important fact, either Oswald Peraza or Anthony Volpe are the starting shortstop next year on opening day. That has to be a fact. And if that's a fact, then you could have other guys that can move around the infield, like a DJ LeMayu, even like an Oswaldo Cabrera. They're, they're, what is the need for on, kind of on the roster? If he's going to be your backup utility guy you could find cheaper options you could find other ways to do that and you don't need to waste a spot for him we know what he is he is what he is he's a soft hitting guy who could play around the field his best positions are third and second but what's the point if you're gonna if you're gonna give the kids in to stop this the stop gap is over if the kids are going in then there's no need for him and you got you got to trade him or i mean or you just bite the bullet and do something they should have done with gary sanchez instead of making this trade is just uh non-tender him and save that $6 million. I think a
1: non-tender is a strong option, and that's what the Yankees could look at. But shortstop's going to be the number one thing for this team going into next season. It's going to be one of Volpe or Peraza. And if Isaiah Kiner-Falefa is the starting shortstop next season for any reason, uh, there's going to be riots outside of Yankee Stadium, without a doubt. If they say one of the kids
0: isn't ready, yada, yada. So. Well, we know Peraz is ready because he was on the. He was starting in the fucking ALCS. <laughs> like, if, if you're going to start him, and that was crazy that the fact that they started him and then they didn't start him again. Like, they we both didn't think that they he was going to be on the ALCS roster because he didn't have the balls to, to play him. And then you do play him and then you take him out. Like, what are you doing? Like the whole that's a whole other segment we could talk about the mess of the lineup and juggling it all. The inconsistency there leads to inc- inconsistent plate appearances. But look, if Peraza's is on that roster and playing in the ALCS game he has to be your your starter going into the year and ideally if you're the yankees like look he's aw- he looks awesome he, um he had a great year in AAA, but but volpe's your guy right that's the guy that cashman's putting all the chips in that's that's your untouchable top 10 prospect if he's ready the yankees should say forget this manipulate service time which you know they likely won't but they they need to do what they what they did with Derek Jeter years ago is they had a top 10 rated shortstop who was going to be 21 22 years old have him at opening day put him there give him the lowest number you could find and put Volpe at shortstop and be like hey this is our shortstop for the next decade right here right there that's what you need to do and that's what you know would make fans happy you know so far away from from seeing what happens in spring training if that ever happens but going into spring training, like you said, IKF has to be, if he's here, which he shouldn't be, has to be a bench player role. Volpe and Peraza have to be battling out for starting shortstop of opening day for New York Yankees. I agree with you.
1: And I don't see the Yankees making a, a trade or a free agent acquisition that's not one of these kids. Um, they already said
0: they're not. They're already Someone already came out and was like, yeah, the Yankees aren't expected to be in the shortstop market. Like, no shit, they're not. And they passed on the biggest shortstop free agent market of all time last year because they were like, hey, these kids are coming in a year or two. They did that stupid trade here, which uh, hand up I thought was a decent idea at the time of the trade. These guys got to come in. They, they, they got to come in. And if they struggle, they struggle. That's fine. They, they you, you can't go in with a, a, a veteran here.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be one of the two kids. And I did mention that possibility of Kyner Falafa being the opening day shortstop, but I think there's no <laughs> chance of that happening. Um, maybe... If you have him at third base. Or, he doesn't or hit well
0: it, enough for third base. Yeah. It, power. It's, I don't think Donaldson provided he, that either. But. I think his
1: time is over um, with the New York Yankees. Or he, he's a backup utility player. But
0: it's, it's, it's expensive, all, it's it's all going to be yeah. about
1: if they move that Josh Donaldson $25 yeah. million, Or if they are willing to just bite the bullet and um, release him. I, I know they paid A-Rod a, a good sum of money. Um, They've they paid... Some others to go away in the past. Brian McCann in that trade with the Astros.
0: Yeah, is there a way you can find a bad contract? I mean, I I think I've brought him up over the past few years. Like, do you like, hey, Diamondbacks, we'll we'll take. Madison Bumgarner off your hands. He makes a little bit more money than, than Donaldson. You know, we will save you and we'll throw in some cash. We'll save, in the end, we'll save you guys $10 million. Do you want Josh Donaldson for a year and we'll take Bumgarner off your hands? Like, Diamondbacks are doing nothing. Like, I don't think that's a great move for the Yankees and I don't think, you know, having Bumgarner makes that team better. But it's easier to hide a pitcher than it is to hide someone you're paying to, to be your starting third baseman every day you know is there is there another player out there with a bad contract and just try and flip bad contract for bad contract because that's the move because like and what it was, Sam what do we do in this scenario you go into spring training and we say we let Volpe and Peraza battle it out what if they're both fucking awesome then you gotta put one of them at second base right the ideal scenario if you're let the kids play you go into them as you have your double play combo right there you have Peraza at short and Volpe at second then you definitely kick Glaber to the curb you find someone to take Donaldson and then you have DJ as your third baseman like in the ideal world I think we both would agree that a Rizzo, Volpe, Peraza, Lemayhew infield is what we want opening day.
1: That would be very, very ideal. Uh, I think. And the chances everyone- of it happening are zero.
0: But that's that's what it. These are the risks the Yankees should make instead of the risks of like, hey, we traded for former MVP Josh Donaldson. Bad risk. Good risk. We're starting two kids in a new middle infield, and we're going to see what's happening. What's to lose in that situation? And that would be trying something new.
1: for the Yankees which and you look at all the shit they got for no Carlos Correa no Corey Seager no Marcus Simeon look at how the Astros were built counterpoint everybody was homegrown Jose Altuve Alex Bregman Carlos Correa George Springer they lost 100
0: games for a lot of
1: years in a row to get those guys though They did. Jordan Alvarez, I know, was great trade. a trade. Great trade. But but I just mean, regret that
0: one. You know, They, they made crazy. the ballsy move to pick up Verlander when he was struggling in Detroit, and that worked out great. They made the ballsy move to get Garrett Cole. Um, so they, they were the perfect mix of like, hey, our homegrown kids have nailed it. Now we're going to go and, and figure it out. And it's got them one title and possibly two. Yeah, but fuck the Astros. <laughs> they are so
1: good, and, and they are everything we dream the Yankees to be.
0: Yeah, um, I, I think the elephant in the room here is that we haven't mentioned, um, but you mentioned to try something new, which I think 100% needs to happen. But I also think it's going to be the same guys that are going to be trying something new. It's going to be Brian Cashman and it's going to be Aaron Boone. Those aren't the new things that the Yankees have. The, 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 the new things, I look I it could be wrong, and I, I. but I just don't see either one of those guys getting fired right now. I mean, well... Cashman, I think Cashman gets a new deal. I think Cashman has a new deal already, and they're just waiting to announce it. Um, and he's going to keep his guy, Aaron Boone. But they both need to come out and be like, "Hey, we we fucked up. We've had some really bad ideas, um but we're gonna we're still here, and we're gonna do things new here, and we're gonna have those kids play. We're gonna you know see what we could we get out of them. We're gonna see maybe oswald Cabrera is our super Ben Zobrist utility. He's gonna play hundred games somehow." Don't know how yet, but we're gonna try and get him that. Trevino's been great at catcher, but we're gonna go into the year with, with, with Ben Voivolt as our starting catcher and Trevino and have him split time and things like that. So the, the new the new situation has to be somehow convincing Brian Cashman to change his ways. Because I I you know, we can scream all you want here, but I, I don't think he's gone. I don't think he is either. Unless he wants it, to. unless he's like, Fuck it, I hate you guys, I'm retiring. But I don't think he's gonna do that. He loves his job. He's family to the Yankees. If he's not gone, you are right. We need to see. We need to hear that messaging. Yeah, the messaging has to change, and then they'll be. Then we just have to wait and see if the actions change. But we know we're gonna hear whenever they talk about, hey, we were, we thought we built a roster that was gonna win. You know, we, we we had a good regular season. We got some tough injuries along the way, um, but we are close. Fuck you guys. If you want to, don't say that. Say, hey, we we made some moves. We don't think they didn't work out as planned. I I plan to change it and you're going to significantly see those changes come spring training. They
1: have to come out and say we we messed up on some things. We we misevaluated. Just like Dave Gettleman said in, in, back in the day with the Giants. <laughs> like don't bring Although, him into this sad I, episode. I had no confidence in Dave Gettleman if you were a Giants fan, but I'd have some level of confidence in Brian Cashman if we heard that messaging. Uh, I like I, your- sorry. Good. And prepare, prepare yourself. If you're listening to this, prepare yourself for Brian
0: Cashman to be back. Do do not. And prepare they- to be mad at his press conference. I, I think I'm already prepared for that. You're not going to like the answers. They, they they speak out of a a boring textbook. Hopefully that's the change though. Is his answers change? Look, he was upfront and honest twice. He's admitted mistakes twice. That you know, off the top of my head, he. Several years ago, he was like, hey, at the end of the season, he was like, hey, Sonny Gray won't be back next year. Fact. He said that, and he traded him away. Probably lost some leverage in what they got for him. But he was like, hey, he's under contract, but Sonny Gray won't play for the Yankees next year. Take all you want from the Sonny Gray. That was fine. Thanks for saying that. Halfway through this year, they're like, hey, we're trading Joey Gallo. We don't care what we get for him, but we're going to trade Joey Gallo. He needs to come out and kind of say that. Like, hey, Josh Donaldson won't be playing for the Yankees this year. That that if he could say that at the end of his his press conference whenever that he's he comes up for that, you're gonna change some some people are gonna be a little less angry. If you come up and say, "Hey, Josh Donaldson's a former MVP, and we expect him to bounce back next year," fucking heads are gonna roll. Yeah, that that
1: line cannot be said.
0: Uh, I mean, it's oh, fifty fifty right now.
1: Yeah, I, I mean that that cannot be said under any circumstances. But I, I like the messaging. We need to hear that. With Josh Donaldson, Isaiah Falafa or
0: hey, somebody, I, I, we we you know we appreciate what Aaron Hicks. You know, we 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 that in the end, the Aaron Hicks trade for getting him was a win. I mean, they got him for fucking nobody and uh, John Ryan Murphy. But like, hey, you know, Aaron Hicks has been here for five years. But um, look, looking into it, we don't we don't expect Aaron Hicks to be in a Yankee uniform again. That's all he's got to say. People will be like, hey, Aaron Hicks is gone. Boom, boom, boom. We don't care that you know we have to. You figure out how you get rid of them, but just come out and be like, hey, we're going into this offseason of these guys. We don't plan on these guys coming back. That would change the tone significantly for, I think, fans and for the organization. But I don't, Adam, I think, I don't think we get that. But. <laughs> I don't think we get
1: it either, but that uh, I like your idea on that. And I think fans would be a little bit more open to – the possibility uh, going into twenty twenty three, with that in mind, the biggest elephant in the room, obviously going forward, is Aaron Judge. He is popping up everywhere. Made some remarks last night, Steve.
0: I know you think he's staying. Uh, I, I don't think it's close. Like I, to me, this is the he's the biggest player in baseball, but it's the smallest elephant in the room. This is hey, you're playing for the Yankees next year we'll figure it out and and look I we, I pay him whatever he wants basically but he, he probably lost some dollars this postseason he didn't perform well he didn't perform well a couple uh, you know a couple home runs you know you know that ball in Cleveland still hasn't landed but came up short a couple of times had the opportunities to to do it I mean I thought he hit that one out in game two and you know the roof you know but and, and you know there, there are plenty of opportunities for him to have earned even more dollars. Which is crazy after you hit 62 home runs and ideally win an MVP, but I I think that this is this should be it. not an easy one. It's going to be a little tough from the negotiation standpoint of it all. But saw saw something that said that your know, Judge Camp actually is okay with seven years, seven eight years. Get the years down, and then you I think you offered. You, you do, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. You give him the two offer. Here's your here's your seven year offer at X amount. You know, forty five million a year. It's fine. I don't care. Give him forty-five million dollar. Or if you're gonna demand nine years, like here's your nine-year offer at forty million a year. You give him the two offers. You say let them pick, and we'll see you in spring training. It's you know, they're Cashman acknowledged that the pot of gold has gotten bigger, and he plans for Judge to be here. So I don't see that changing. I don't buy these rumors that the Dodgers will be interested. You know, you can keep saying all you want that the the Giants are gonna be players here. Judge wants to win. Judge knows that the Yankees will likely be in the playoffs every year of his contract. It, it, it's it's a match made for each other, and they got to figure it out.
1: Yeah, to the Dodgers' point too. I saw some things on that. They they like the shorter term deals too. Like they offered Bryce Harper three or four years.
0: Yeah, I think they offered. And yeah, they. Was, uh, the Rays offered Bryce Harper one year, $50 as it was the rumor? Is the rumor there too? I mean. We, we I can I can do a whole episode about Bryce Harper uh and, and everything, but, but we'll stick with our, our, our right fielder. It's it's look, he, he performed well, he did what he needs to do in the regular season, he came up short in the postseason, so that might have cost him five million bucks. And I think Judge will admit to that, and then we we get locked in and we play. I d I don't see a scenario where he's not a Yankee. I, I don't either. It's getting tougher and tougher to see. Name him Captain there any- I you know, I I think it's Uh, I think I'm on record from a year or two ago saying you can't be named captain without a World Series ring. But we need the morale at this point. That's how the organization is low. (laughs) Sign him, name him captain, and put the onus on him of like, hey, Aaron Judge, you need to to be captain of this team and essentially be an additional manager because we're keeping Aaron Boone. Yeah. Is there any destination
1: you'd see outside of the California teams that could make a play
0: the you know the Mets will be the obvious choice but I don't think so they have they have so much to do with their roster this off season, and they're going to spend a ton of money I think you know they'll be we're going to hear tons of rumors how Steve Cohen would love to have Judge in a Met uniform but I doubt we ever see a formal offer from the Mets that's the only one you know the Cubs um the Cubs aren't aren't are close enough to be a contender that I would he would I don't think he interests it so no I don't think so. I don't think, you know, I don't think any of the the fact of the matter is he's thirty one years old teams that aren't the Dodgers Yankees Red Sox Mets I I can't see them giving a thirty one year old or four hundred million dollars like that's what's going to take to get him to leave. Unless we see
1: it. some crazy Cano wild card of going out to Seattle, but I, I, but, uh, I don't see yeah,
0: that. Yeah, no, I don't see it. I mean, look, yeah, maybe Seattle. They, they made some great moves, you know. To and they you know they were they were a couple pitches away. They got swept by the Astros, but the Mariners were a couple pitches away from sweeping the Astros. If a lot really more competitive than the Yankees were. Way more, way more competitive. So yeah, like that would be crazy if that that would. But I don't know. I don't. I don't. I just can't. I'm naive, and I can put my foot in my mouth plenty of times when it comes to the Yankees and what I think they're going to do. But uh, yeah, I'd be, be shell shocked if Judge is not a Yankee.
1: You're right. I do not see another scenario where he's anywhere else. But you never know, and. I hope he is a Yankee when I go see them in Tampa in spring training. Um thinking about that trip already, but uh, it's going to, it's going to be the talk all off season. The, the best player in baseball in 2022 with the Yankees possibly leaving and obviously staying like we think is going to happen. So yeah, you're gonna yeah. hear a lot of rumors. You, you're gonna you're gonna know who the source is pretty early on. I mean, that was the the case with Bryce Harper and Manny Machado with with John Heyman. It, it's we're gonna know some things very early on, which I'm looking forward to.
0: Yeah, Sam, to wrap it up here, you want to take a quick look at possible free agents? Like, look, the Yankees. I kind of typed it out um, on Twitter earlier this morning. Uh, what the, their future payroll kind of looks like. I don't know if they're going to go over that second threshold. I mean, look, they, they should, but they, they easily might not do that. So we have roughly $110 million coming off the books this season. I uh, assume most of that goes to judge and arbitration players. To be where they're at next year, same dollar-wise here, kind of leaves them about 18 to $22 million to spend in free agency. Not a lot of money when you're talking about possibly needing a full-time left fielder, at least one starter, uh, and replenish your bullpen. Anyone that you could see kind of um, the big names, free agents making the move? You know, you know, uh, pitching-wise, Jacob deGrom, Justin Verlander, Carlos Rendon are the top three that will definitely be on the market this year.
1: Any chance you see the Yankees picking up one of them? No. Well, I, I just don't. I, I think... The Grom's gonna go back to the Mets. Um, R- R- Radone's got the some elbow issues, which is um, interesting. And then Justin Verlander, If they win out, again. I can't see him leaving. He 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 did not want to go to the Yankees in 2017. They were on his
0: note. We offered clause, him a contract this so. year. He said no. We offered him a one-year deal. He got a two-year deal, and he's gonna opt out of that two-year deal and turn it into maybe a two or three-year deal. But he's also 39. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the only one that you make you maybe make a move for is Rendon, but I don't see the Yankees giving out a hundred million dollar contract for a starter. They're, they got locked in Cole Severino, Cortez, and Frankie Montas. Like, there's your there's four. Obviously, you need five. I think they make a move for a starter via trade, but there are some names out there that that maybe they take a chance on. You know, Nathan Avaldi's a free agent uh, once again. Uh, Noah Syndergaard. Got $21 million and, you know, he's pitching out of the pen for the, the, the Phillies here. I just don't see it happening uh, as well, you know, from a, a starting pitcher perspective. But you, you never know. And same for – there's just not huge names out there for outfielders. You know, Ben Intendi. Ben Intendi and Brandon Nemo are the top left fielders. Are they going to land one of those two? I don't think so. I think – They're, they're going to run with Oswaldo Cabrera out there in left field or – I don't know. I don't know. Left field is going to be interesting for the Yankees.
1: Yeah, uh, and like you said, we mentioned Lemayhew. If I could have had any other hitter in, in the Yankees lineup this Ugh. postseason, it would have been Andrew Benintendi in left field, without a doubt. Um, we got really our asses start- kicked, you know?
0: but you can't convince me that Benintendi, Lemayhew healthy doesn't make that a, this a, a tougher series. I'm not saying we win it and we could still be having the same conversation that we got eliminated by the Astros again, but not having healthy Benny and DJ is, is killer. Was killer. I know.
1: We only got to see one month of Benny in the Bronx, which uh, I was upset about. I and he's going to get paid. He was the
0: perfect acquisition. He was, he's going to get paid pretty well. You know, it was a three-year, forty-five million dollar deal, maybe minimum for him. um I don't see him being a three-twenty hitter though, if he comes back with the Yankees. If you don't see him replicating that, maybe you don't want to spend it. Brandon Nemo's interesting move, um, but I you know. if Again, I think the Mets got to make a lot of moves on their own there, relief pitching wise. Chapman's fucking gone. Thankfully, you know Zach Britton's gone. Probably unless he wants to come back for free. Big names out there: Edwin Diaz, <clears throat> you know Kenley Jensen, maybe. But uh, they're, they're, I don't. You know the Yankees have have a good a good track record of finding relievers to to build a, a rotation, build a back end of a, a bullpen. Um, I don't see them spending big in a bullpen when they're they can be successful. On the trade market for that?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening either. But that, that's something that's going to need to be addressed. Um, Chad Green's a free agent as well. Uh, he's going to be dude, out the pro- year anyway. He's probably going to get a two-year deal and yep. rehab. Uh, that, that's what some guys with Tommy John have been getting. Um, like you said, Britain. I mean, Chapman's totally gone. I wonder if we're going to hear from Chapman uh,
0: on exit interviews. No, he, he's he's got his locker cleaned out already. No chance. We might never hear from Chapman again in league Baseball. Yeah, I, I could see this being it for him.
1: Um, Corey Knable with the Phillies, um, that could be a route they take, even though I, I think he was hurt towards the, the end of the year. But I may be a low flyer, but I don't see anything happening.
0: My, my low flyer I put on Twitter was Mike Clevenger being a free agent. Been hurt a lot in his time with the Padres coming over from the guardians of the Indies at that time connection with Matt Blake. I could see that being our Corey Kluber type deal and see what he can give us. on a one year deal when he tries to then, you know, go back to the market and get a huge deal. Cause he's only 32. Um, I'll be, I'm interested to see what he kind of does and see if there's any connection for the Yankees there.
1: That's a good connection. Uh, I definitely think they do at, at a low flyer, uh, whether it be in the starting rotation or the bullpen.
0: The- so it's, yeah,
1: Map play connection's good. Um,
0: I, I could see them doing one in each. One in each. Yeah. It's okay, it, Fans want significant change. So that is gonna mean I think letting the kids play, signing Judge to a huge contract, and then just going seeing where the team's at. I don't see this significant change being fuck it, we're gonna outspend the Mets and we're gonna go and we're gonna sign Judge, we're gonna sign Nemo. We're gonna give Verlander forty five million a year to convince him to come here. We're gonna give Edwin Diaz one hundred twenty million dollars. I don't think We're gonna have. I don't think we're gonna see that type of offseason. So it's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. The fireworks will be slim for the Yankees come free agency wise. But can the fireworks come from an organizational change of not making dumb trades and taking risks on veterans and letting the the kids play? And will that lead? Look. We're seeing now with the Phillies. You don't need to win the division. You can win 85 games and get hot at the right time and win a World Series. Just to, you know, people don't want to hear that, but do, would you be more interested in that path if it means that there's Peraza, Volpe, Cabrera are everyday players? Or do you want them to say, fuck it, go get Carlos Correa and trade Peraza for Pablo Lopez Go get Justin Verlander and go that route. Go be the Yan- that's what the Yankees of old would have done, and that's what I think people want to see right now. Or do you want to see let the kids play and just have a overall kind of? Ch- I, it's tough to see what 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 the, what's the change you want because there, there there's so many different routes to take here, and they all could fail miserably. <laughs> I'm gonna go with let the kids play. Uh, um, let's do it. Let's. I do eat the dollars. Get rid of Hicks Donaldson. I- IKF... Just eat the dollars somehow. Get rid of them. Look, look. The Yankees got a legit prospect for Joey Gallo. Find someone to give us a, a dart of a prospect and just get eat these dollars and go. Look, we paid we paid the Red Sox all of Adam Anavino's salary to get him off our roster. He had a good year with the Mets this year. You want to? I think that you, if you want to see the Yankees spend their money this year, besides Aaron Judge, it should just be we will just pay these people not to be on the Yankees next year. I think
1: that's a valid route to take, and the Yankees have eaten money plenty of times. I think you see them do it again, but they sat out the shortstop crop last year. have have to they have they these, these, these kids
0: have to hit. They have to be good.
1: <laughs> they sat it out last year. You're one year in on this plan. Let the kids play. If not, go and make some crazy trade. I'm talking about Shohei Otani.
0: <laughs> oh, it, it, 45 minutes in, we bring it
1: up. <laughs> Um, go like it's either you let the kids play, or you go nuts and sign everyone and
0: blow through the luxury tax. That's that's how I feel. Yeah, John Heyman's winning plan is sign Judge, sign Verlander, sign sign Trey Turner, sign Edwin Diaz. (laughs) That's not happening. (laughs) But that that's his that's Heyman's winning plan. Well, we'll see what we'll see what happens. It's gonna be a fun um it sucks i i love the mlb offseason there's scenarios you could talk through it all the time on twitter um it's an absolute shit shit end to this season sam we'll we'll be talking all throughout the offseason and then i'll be on twitter going through every possible scenario and it's gonna my my mind is gonna change daily until we get to opening day yeah Um, we'll uh we, we
1: might hop back on here for uh so if if there's some big moves, the yeah. Yankees sign Justin Verlander or, or Aaron Judge or Trey Turner and Díaz, like like John Heyman's talking about right here. But yeah, well, uh, we should be back a time or two before spring training, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it'll all be good. But my plan right now, play the kids and take it from there. You're either going to be all in on playing the kids and getting the dead weight off the team or get the dead weight off the team and start going nuts and paying everyone. There can't be any in between. Yeah. I think you're right. It sucks.
0: It sucks. Um, One
1: of these days we're going to get an episode where we're celebrating uh, in November. One of these days.
0: I agree. I agree. See, it is just disappointing. It's frustrating. The Yankees lost. 2022 is a failure. 2022. 20- Every year has been a failure since two thousand nine, and um, we got to figure out a way to change that. And that's that's Yankees baseball. <laughs> that that that's it. That's that's podcasting in, in pinstripes. You know for a fact, Sam and I um, will be back on podcasting in pinstripes. We have an unlimited deal with the Yankees. We have the Brian Cashman deal of podcasting. So we're here forever um you can find me on twitter at angel steve 89 all off season. sam is at uh real sam mars we appreciate you guys listening all year if you stuck through it you know we said we were to talk for 20 minutes tonight because we didn't want to talk yankees baseball and we're, we're almost at an hour <laughs> so we, we we could talk about them all the time whether they suck whether they're good um just dis- disappointing end but but always a great season to to hang and, and do the podcast with you sam Always,
1: Steve, you hit the nail on the head. Um, the lo- love doing this every week, and uh, next year, um, the, we, we, were, we were there, you know, eight nineteenth nineteenth episode this season. Um, well, we've hit in the mid twenties before, but t- some major life events the last uh two years. But we, we've managed to be here a couple times a month, which I really love. No one I'd rather do this uh with than you, so. Let's uh, let's hope and pray for better days and and that we do an episode in a good mood in November. Um, It
0: has to happen. Calling it now, 2023 champion New York Yankees. See you guys next year. Go Yanks.